Hello and welcome back to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, last week, me and Ryan got a solo episode. Now, uh, me and Josh get a solo episode. So, yeah. Josh, welcome, my my friend. Yeah, to I the do. Podcast. And once again, thank you to Ryan and Ethan for holding it down uh, la- last week. Uh, good old stomach bug. And our, un- our unholy episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call it that. I did. I'll be honest though, because I because I'm the one who edited, so I got all the footage, and I was listening through the commissioner talk stuff, and that that got me thinking a lot of a lot of stuff that we that I had to tra- like transition from as far as thinking when it comes to fantasy is is how I feel like the reactions are towards that trade. I mean, besides right. the fact that someone basically tanked, but when it comes to dynasty dynasty and i didn't feel this until like during the off season where it was just oh you have to think of this in terms of years because literally once you trade this person away you theoretically may not have them for another 10 years do you want to do that right and so that's where it's like oh wow trades are way more important in dynasty and they carry like so much weight right yeah, I'm still learning that lesson. Oh, same here. Same here. I, I understand why people say there's a fine balance between staying competitive and going all in because you just don't know. Right. Well, I mean, I thought I was going all in and then Monty's Monty and JT is has no offensive line, no offensive line. And do uh, you know what? I, I, I know we're going to. Most likely, Ryan and I were going to talk about this in news, or us three were going to talk about it in news, but I do want to bring it up a bit. When you heard that Jeff Saturday was going to be the interim head coach, your first reaction was? Fair play. I I, I put it in the group chat, but it, my, mine is, no, your honor, we're not tanking. Wink. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting move. Um, I feel like because he was working as an analyst with the team, so obviously he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, being an offensive lineman, maybe he can actually get the line going, and as long as he can be a motivator and a good presence for the team, I feel like that's all they really need at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but also I. I think there's a lot more dysfunction than what we're led on to believe in in Indianapolis, especially regarding the quarterback position. So that's where I think it kind of went downhill. And this is something I'm going to bring up in uh, when we do news and injuries. But I really think if the Colts had one more just good, like not great, not really good or like 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 masterpiece if they had one more good draft class i don't think we're in this discussion personally no and but i i do my, my issue is that i do find some issues within the roster construction i think that led to frank Wright being go- gone and which right. now led to jeff saturday being here to, to led to sam elegant starting because i think I really do think if if there was one or two picks that just kind of went the Colts way, like let's just say Paris Campbell never never got hurt as much or they were able to keep Zach Pascal this year. Like I, I think we're talking about Wentz is still the starting quarterback. 
Um, right. But that that's something where I, I do find like really interesting and that's something I'm going to like kind of dive deeper on. Um, but we'll, so but we are going to be diving deeper into our dream lineups for week 10. And this is where. Think things are going to get interesting because now you're in the mode of you're going to trade. You're going to trade for people that you never thought in a million years you would trade for. Or you'd be trading away people you've never thought you'd trade for or picking them up. Or now the the, the fantasy uh, gamesmanship is on full display here because we're four weeks. Right. Sorry, because I, I, as I got strains of hair in my eye, we were four weeks away from playoffs time. And then in playoffs, all bets are off. Like this, this is where it gets fun. Oh, God. Ryan had Tony Pollard last week. Oh no, no, that's week ten. Week ten, he has. Pollard. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, thank God. Oh, I thought yeah. he had him last week, and I almost cried. No, I I kind of cried in my line of it. He 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 he. he. Oh. It's not the greatest, let me tell you. <laughs> but um, I say I just say let's just kind of dive right into it. Um, so I mean, also I'll say uh Ryan's uh dream lineup here and we'll start with him because he and i have the same quarterback um and that's going to be justin fields uh literally i mean if you've seen the last couple weeks just literally going more towards an eagles and ravens offense where quarterback design runs kind of like our the spread run attack yeah just keep going with that fields is just fields is actually way faster than i realize and I, I saw it, I saw it yeah. during the Washington game. I was like, whoa, OK, it's like I didn't realize you had that gear in you. And when you're going against Detroit, which. If they're the worst defense, if they're not. That's going to be a very interesting game, and I think fields can have a really big day. I know I think that one's going to be closer than people think, like, yes, they have a bad defense, but I think they're at that point where it's like, all right, we we got to either pull ourselves together or it's only going to get worse. And I really do. So I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I definitely think it's going to be a tough game and closer. I, I totally get that. I just think the amount of rushing yards fields get field is fields is going to get. It's going to be a, a cheat code almost. Well, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I tried to trade for him. Um, yeah, obviously wasn't able to get him. Maybe if I did it before last week, I'd do, if, I feel like if you did it before the New England game, you would have had a shot. And even then, I'd be like, all right, two probably two firsts would get it done. Now you're you have to give up an entire draft class worth of picks, honestly, for fields. And even then I go, yeah. OK, that. I think I could talk myself into that, which that's probably a bad thing, but. No, yeah. no, it's not happening. But I mean, I can see the matchup. Like Kansas City's defense has been kind of hit or miss. So I mean, there's definitely, or sorry, Detroit's sure. defense has been really. Um, sorry, I got on Kansas City. I don't know why. I just have <laughs> Mahomes on the brain because of what's up next. But yeah, um, I, I feel like Detroit's been really hit or miss. Um, Very much. Just so. in terms of like, you know, you, you see the QB either go off. Or you have a slugfest like what you saw last week against Green Bay. Yeah, I, I totally, I could totally see that. So let's go to your choice, which you, I mean, you're the the different one here, and you picked Mahomes, which I get. Yeah, that. I, I just like 
I like the mashup. You know, they're they're going up against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense has been kind of bend don't break. So I think mostly Mahomes break. is gonna take advantage of that. And yeah, mostly mostly break and cost them games, but that's okay. Uh they've only blown what four fourth quarter leads, five, six. I think them, we're on the six now. Basically they're they're losing streak all, it's been bad. all before last. Yeah, it's been rough. Very rough. And but, I mean they they've had injuries and you know they're still trying to figure it out yeah, in the secondary. A, a lot of injuries, but also the offense couldn't finish games. And that was where it's like the game plan start off was really good, but they just haven't been able to like kind of just end the game on their own terms until that, hmm. until that sounds like one coach we both know from college. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, actually he couldn't start games well either, but that's a whole nother topic. Uh, he, hey, he called a great five plays. And then when he called it the second round, the same exact plays again, they weren't so great. Anymore. Yeah. You're talking about 35 formations, but the same five plays. Oh yeah. Oh, 30, yeah. 35 formation, two tight ends in the backfield. Let's go, baby. Yep, let's do it. Yep, P- pistol Pop diamond. and rock. Yep. Uh, uh, that is my that is my most hated formation in football. It on honestly, it's not the worst for me if you add pre step motion to it. But if you're just going to straight up line line up in it, I'm like, what's the point of this? Oh no, I wonder what they're running. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, where's all the receivers? Two tight ends in the backfield. It's play action. Oh, it's a screen. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's it, not happening. No, Tackles not happening. Lost. Even on, even on uh, King, uh, yeah, anyways, oh. doesn't matter. Wide nines, run but, uh, toss. Yeah, no, I like Mahomes. I like the, there it is. Sorry, I like Mahomes. I'll never stop. That's my pickup. No, I, I think Mahomes is a good pick. Um, he had his toughest matchup last week, but the Titans are always a good matchup for Kansas City. Um, but this right. is where I, I do think, I, I really do think uh, Mahomes can go right back to form. Uh, so let's talk about running backs here. Who who do you have yeah, in your should... running back slot? Yeah, we should. I think we should start where we're different. You want to start with Ryan, or you want to start with me? Well, actually, let's start with where we're the same, and then because we all have a different Nick Chubb. Yeah, I'm, Nick Chubb is is yeah, the I'm same, Nick. and our you feed that man, and that is literally the I only mean, I've, reason. I've just got a feeling about him this week. Like that's why I saw Nick Chubb, so, and my gut reaction was I want him this week. I didn't even yes. look at the matchup. No, one hundred percent yes, because the thing the thing about Nick Chubb for me is one, not only does he make the he makes the offense go. Totally, totally agree. Yes. Miami's run defense. I think that's the only way. I, I think that's the only way you slow down Miami. Be, just And it's yes, kind of like, the game. yeah, control the clock, control uh, time and possession. And it's going to be chub, 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 more chub. Like, let me give you a hot take here. I think if Atlanta played Miami, Atlanta would beat them. I so here's why I wouldn't say beat them, um, is because I think Miami can still make enough chunk plays to at least get it close, and I'm saying like field goal wins game kind of deal. I, I don't know if Miami's run defense is that bad. Whether but, that or Mariota screws it up and loses them the game. Well, I, I didn't want I, I didn't want to bring up Mariota like pain again, but yeah, yeah, there's also that. I live. I have constant nightmares. It's okay. Oh yeah, 
I'm so sorry. Oh, Shoulder. fumbled in the red zone. <laughs> oh, interception. Oh, uh, uh, overthrow. But yeah, interception. but yeah, no, we all have Nick Chubb on here He's for six good seven. reason. Nick Chubb is literally yeah. the running back three, I believe, on the year. And I will double check that. Yeah, he's the running back three on the year. And that's after his bye week, which is ooh, that's yeah. So impressive. more likely he's RB2. I mean, yeah. he's not on Eckler's level, but he's RB2. Yeah. And the only reason he is on Eckler's level is just the like pass catching ability. So, Ethan, let's talk about your yeah. running back that you have different. Who do you got? I got Barkley. Yeah, and, uh, this Don't one blame is me there. purely matchup. I mean, yes, Barkley's having a season, but they're playing the Houston Texans. Yeah, th- no, you're going to run all over Houston. That's what I'm saying. And so, I mean, as much as Lovey Smith is going to hate it, and as graceful as his beard's going to be, Saquon Barkley's going to have a day. Dude, his beard is incredible. Oh, it's it's legit. It, I it, hope to have a beard. It legit might be the best beard in the NFL. My like, my favorite quote from this season literally is uh they did an interview with Lovey Smith and they're like, What does your wife think about your beard? And he's like, Oh, she loves it. That's she's the reason why I have it. Yeah. Dude, and they just walked off and I'm like, that was the greatest interview of 2022. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it it's like my wife that's loves it. it. That's it. No more sideline <laughs> interviews. Nope. He's done. Lovey you Smith wins. Yeah, Lovey Smith can't you can't go better than that. But literally, oh, man, that that is a good that is a good matchup, and he he was he was close to me. I just think there's one more person where I think this it might get better. Yeah. Speaking of which, you want to trade me Saquon for this week? Ah, nah, I'm good. That would be funny if we. What if? What if? No. What if? What you, if I allowed you to name my firstborn child? Uh, considering you're not married yet, or considering that doesn't mean that, anything. All right. They, he could be out there and I will legally change his name. All right. We'll discuss off camp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, no, I was going to say, what if you and I just kept doing the same trade over and over? Like Saquon for one first over and over and over and over again. It's like, I Gosh. want Saquon. I want, <laughs> I want Saquon. We'll just go back and forth week over week. Yeah. So, it's not collusion. It's. It's being it's, progressive. It's not collusion. It's collaboration. Exactly. Sharing is caring. Exactly. That's what we've been learning since preschool. Uh, so let's let's go over to and let speaking of sharing, let's share Ryan's running back pick besides Nick Chubb. He's going with ETN versus Kansas City. I don't hate this. Uh, the church choice supports this decision. The church supports this decision. He was on my list too. I again, I just thought of someone better with a better matchup. Casey's going to be tough, though, but yeah. I think I just wanted to go with my gut. And, you know, I want to be different. Like, obviously, I feel like yeah. it gets pretty clear how much I love Travis Etienne. But, um, yeah, I how, didn't how much honestly we all love Etienne. So that's so now Joshua. You, you know what? Since it, you know what? Since we're on the podcast, let's talk. Let's talk about this. I will admit you need I had need doubt. I will repent. This is my repentance right here. I repent for not fully believing into Travis Etienne. And because I had major doubt of the ghost of James Robinson. And then once it happened, I was fully on board. And now I will forever be on board with the church of Etienne. That's Peter talk. That's why you drowned. 
drowned in your words and non-belief. Hey, man, Peter eventually repented. <laughs> so if, if I'm, I'm a Peter, more than three times, though, so. No, he denied three times. I, I denied twice. <laughs> One better. No, I was I was legit worried, though, because there's in some leagues. All right, so let's talk about this. In Dynasty, I picked up ETN, and the only reason I gave him up was because I wanted Lamar. I feel like that's that's okay. And then in my redraft league where I have ETN, no, that one I doubted, but I was like stressed and really bad because that's when Swift got down and uh, literally Javante tore his ACL at that time. And I was just like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> you so, believe you have faith. Yeah. And now you have faith look, in the church. Look, this, this, you know, like when the times you're like, like, God, uh, give me a sign. I found my sign, and now I'm now I'm a full attending member of the Church of ETN. <laughs> right, you can sit in the first row now. Yeah, is uh, your different pick, Josh? My different pick is CMC going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Chargers defense oh, still God. has not been the oh, greatest. God. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good pick. Yeah, th- that this is where it's like the the matchup's too good to ignore. And literally, watch him get hurt in this game. No, don't you say that. How dare you? <laughs> don't you put that evil on me? Yeah, don't. Bobby. Yeah, don't you put that evil on me? But no, literally, CMC with the bye week, with everything going on, I'm really intrigued to see how it goes because it looks like Debo's going to play as well. So I'm. This is where we go. Okay. What is the plan? Yeah, that should be a solid game. Yeah, it should be a solid game, and I think it's going to. Herbert's going to be like, all right, we're going to have to figure this out somehow. Uh, so, on to receivers, Ethan. Who are who is your first receiver? I got Cheetah. Same here. Cheetah's my first receiver as well. Just literally, he's leading the league. Like he's wide receiver one without that many touchdowns. Like yeah. that's what's crazy. It's kind of surprising how little touchdowns he have and how many receiving yards he has. Yeah, it's like, let me go over to his stats real quick. He just doesn't care. Like, this is literally what I texted our group chat earlier in the week. I was just like, dude, Tyreek Hill just doesn't care. Like, he's just going to get like 120 yards plus receiving every week. Yeah, he just doesn't care. It's he's literally he's already had 100 targets. So through nine games, um, actually 10 games, I don't think I have their buy yet. Yeah, oh, through nine games. 76 catches, 1,100 yards already, 14 yards, 14 and a half yards a catch, only three touchdowns. Yeah. Like, wow. it's freaky. Like, wow. Waddle's basically taken all the touchdowns, and then Tyreek Hill has basically taken all the yards. Say it's a fair swap. But, yeah, no, he's wide receiver one for a reason. I I agree. I agree with that pick wholeheartedly. They're playing um, – they are playing Cleveland, uh, and I – as much as I love Denzel Ward, Tyreek Hill is kind of the worst kind of receiver that Denzel Ward would want to face. Yep. Even Should greedy. One. Yeah, even greedy for that matter. Uh, so Ryan's receiver. Well, we saw what T. Higgins did to greedy. So. Yeah. So Ryan's receiver here, his first one is Cooper Cup, which Cup. I think Cup. he will Cup. want this one back because there is a lot of weird stuff happening with, uh, uh, with the Rams right now that – 
Matthew Stafford somehow in the concussion protocol. And that, uh, we're going to get more information as the days go by. But yeah, Rams is a soap opera, which it's LA. So, I mean, what do you expect? Oh, we're in a dark night of the soul so, soap opera kind of deal. Um, so let's go. Let's let's bring on Ryan's second receiver. And he has Justin Jefferson versus Buffalo. Especially that's a bold pick. I think that's the second pick. one he's going to want back. Yeah, that's a bold pick. I mean, Kyrie Elam has been pretty good, but he hasn't really faced a receiver like Jefferson. But I think this game gets very interesting if Josh Allen doesn't play. And that's where it's like, oh, I don't know if those like some of those plays go to Jefferson. True. It's just true. Yeah. Who do you guys your second receiver, Ethan? Um, I've got yield digs. Yeah, thinking digs. I don't blame you there. I think even if Case Keenum is starting, you still throw in digs there. Yeah, I still believe. I have faith. Like, if there's one thing I'm going to have this season, it's faith. The other Smith approach is my team name before uh, the Church of ETN, which became a little bit more important. Yeah, a little bit higher on the priority list. Yeah. I, I mean, once I became the Cardinal, that was a big moment for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, huge honor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. feel and, and, blessed personally now, now to you, carry on the great name now, that wh- is ETN. Now, where is this? Uh, where is your uh, your uh, papacy uh, uh, located? Is is it in South Carolina where Clemson is or is it in Duval County? Uh, you know, we're, we're a satellite operation, so we're in both, you know, why, why choose? Understood, 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 understood. I mean, you know, it's not one or the other, it's both. We, we have two locations and I just speak to them live from where I'm at here in Denver. You know what, you know what, I, I like those choices. I like those choices. Um, uh, my yeah. second receiver. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm the Cardinal. That is why you're the Cardinal. My second receiver, I, I swung for the fences on receivers this week because I, I didn't have a good feeling outside of Tyreek. I got Chris Olave. Uh, I don't know if uh, yeah. TJ Watt is playing, and if he isn't, then that's just good. Either Whether it's Red Rifle, uh, whether it's uh, uh, James oh, Winston. They've been stepping it up, though. Uh, you saw my Pittsburgh? or uh, Yeah. So Pittsburgh has been stepping it up. They've been somewhat stepping it up, but I still don't think there has been a good. Like Chris Olave has not been doing like so much of the deep threat recently. It's been a lot of the intermediate routes is where he's gotten more open. So that's where I think right. he can do a lot of PPR damage. So that's why he he was my pick this week. Okay. Fair. Fair. All right, who do we got? And uh, are we on to tight ends? To now? Ryan? No, no, start well, with Ryan. Yeah, hit, do you want to start with Ryan? Tyler? Uh, yeah, let's go. Ryan's tight end. He has T.J. Hawkinson versus Buffalo. To the surprise of no one, I mean, he went seven for nine or for ninety. So I mean, I mean, go for he, it. He you fair, got to. That's a yeah, great. Why not? Game. Yeah, you kind of have to. It, it should be interesting, and especially against Buffalo, you're gonna have to get tricky. And so I think that's a good call to say that Hawk maybe sneaks in there, scores a tutty or two. I, I definitely think I definitely yardage. think one touchdown this week. 
because I think they're going to have more priority over on uh, Jefferson and whether it's going to be Thielen or uh, Hudson has to step up. One of them does. Right. Right. But it, it should be good. It should be good either way. Who is your uh, tight end pick? Uh, you know, I got Kelsey. Um, I don't blame you. Because just – It's Travis Kelsey. I, I mean, <laughs> you, it's Travis Kelsey. Like, he's wide receiver one in Kansas City. You know, I mean, it's Jacksonville too, like kind of similar as we were talking earlier. Like, there's just a connection there between Patty Mahomes and Kelsey. You know, it's a defense that's been struggling a little bit lately. It just sounds like a like a bad idea waiting to happen. I like I like I like the pick. I mean, he's one of the he's one of the constants of fantasy, honestly. Like death taxes, and you start Travis Kelsey, which um, I and like that. I know Put that on a shirt. Yeah, I know. Usually for me, I I would go Kelsey here. However, I think I am behind because I've had a couple duds in like certain spots the last couple weeks. So I'm going with shot plays here. So I'm kind of just doubling down on this. My tight end's Mike Gusecki. Uh Going up against Cleveland, Cleveland sticks to basically the Seattle cover three till they die, whether it's poorly coached or not. Uh, and it is. I Here's the thing. They're, besides Owusu Koromoa, even then, he's he's on the smaller side. Even with Deion Jones there, I think Gasicki creates a huge matchup problem for the linebackers. And when you're already going to have to focus on Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I think you really have to watch out for Gasicki. I I he he won't get a lot of like catches, but I could see one or two touchdowns here. Yeah. 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 Onto the flex. Onto the flexes. So, uh, Ethan, like, there's only one how... right answer. There's only one right answer. There's only one right answer. Bring it. Tony Pollard. <sighs> Can I change my pick? No. For some reason, I thought the Cowboys were on a bye this week. Uh, they sure aren't. Yeah, they aren't. The, uh, Ah, the Lake Cowboys are playing Green Bay, right? Pause for dramatic effect. They're playing Green Bay and who they just lost for Sean Gary for the year. They're playing. Why? Why did I not think? Why did I not think of this answer? Stupidity is a disease. Uh, Yeah, that one escaped my mind. I'm going to tell you my flexes, but I would still go. With Tony Pollard as option one, if I if I could mulligan this, uh, my first right. one's Darnell Mooney. Okay, that's an upside play. Upside play going against Detroit, and then um, Ryan has Tony Pollard in his as well. It just completely oh, sure escaped does. my mind that to- I would have gone Tony Pollard. Uh, who's your other flex? Uh, I'm thinking my uh, my replacement for Josh Jacobs, who I had last year, which is Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is a great choice, and he he's been tearing it Miles up. Miles Sanders for six man of the year. Yeah, no, I I, I would give it because the thing is, is people were so down on him from last year because he didn't score, and it's, and we I think you and I were saying it, it was just like hey, That's hater talk. Out. 
watch out for Miles Sanders because it has to go back in, into the uh, like oh yeah. Well, to we, the we literally said it is statistically impossible, literally impossible. It is physically for him to impossible. not score another touchdown. Yeah, statistically, physically, mentally, whatever word you want to throw in, there was zero percent chance that Miles Sanders did not score a touchdown this year. And now he's not only scored, but he's been consistent. He's been consistent. He and literally he is getting like runs at like five, six yards of carry. It's been pretty bonkers out of him. Oh, yeah. He looks good. Oh, he looks, he looks fantastic. Good. Like, where is he actually at? That's what I want to know. I think he's in the teens. Yeah, I think he I think is like wide receiver, like 13. He is running back 16 in PPR, but running back 11 in standard. 16. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but literally this season, he is averaging five yards a carry. Which is yeah, pretty bonkers, because if you looked at last year, he, he was averaging 5.5 the year before, 5.29. Right. And the biggest so thing... he's just getting better. He stayed healthy. He's staying healthy this year, which I think is a big deal. Yep. Um, That's where Gainwell's coming in. Yep. And so my next flex pick... Is because himself the reaper of touchdowns. Well, I don't think we can the call killer him. of fantasy dreams for an RB one around. Yeah, no, the world. Yeah, yeah, because I think he's actually RB one now, and it's Jamal Williams. Um, dude. So I haven't I haven't told anyone this yet, but I started watching Hard Knocks again. Um, because I, I just fell off um, because it was like life was just really busy at that point. So I started watching Hard Knocks and literally when they were saying like, hey, Swift can be the best, like the one of the top running backs of all time of history. He just has to hit that next gear. And I went, oh, so it, this is not an injury thing. This is like mental side of things that what do Staley and Dan Campbell are talking about. And that's where I went, oh, so this is a bigger problem than I but, realized. But I blame Campbell. I don't blame Swift. I blame Campbell. Uh, can we blame Swift a little bit because he is legit injury prone? No. I I honestly think, I mean, they the, the staff personally loves Jamal Williams more is how it, how it feels like to me. But they all well, know it, Swift it's is his a better personality. Player. Yeah. You know, like you're so infectious to the point of helping people see like willful ignorance. And and he's but the thing is, is also Williams has been really good this year, too. Uh, so that's also <laughs> not helped the case. And I, but I do think I think he's honestly on like the Dion Lewis not kind of range. Not a fan. Where I think he's been really good, but you really have to give the O-line credit. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think I th- if Swift can only stay healthy, that's that's literally it. If Swift can stay healthy and get a whole workload, but but for With that, we, we got well, who's your next? Oh, sorry, flex? sorry, I mean, could... no, we're we're through the flexes. We're on the defense. Uh, did you? Oh no, um, you said oh, oh no, no Ryan, Ryan, Ryan took has, DJ Ryan's Moore versus DJ. A, yeah. yeah. That's that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like that one. Yeah, because DJ Moore has literally been everything we hoped he would be as soon as Matt Moore got for Yeah, be. about time. Um, so let's go with their waiver wire. He's getting up. the looks. He's just got to 
connect the dots. Yeah, he just has to connect the dots, and hopefully what, Carolina gets a quarterback defense? next year. Oh, yeah, wow. Defense? Totally missed defense. Yeah. Uh, sh- tell yeah. us your defense, Ethan. Uh, mine and Ryan's is the Cowboys against Green Bay. <sighs> okay. There's nothing but problems there. Yep. And they're going to absolutely ravage them. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you there. The only reason I didn't go with that one is because I think there is a slightly better matchup. And especially because Damian Pierce, um, as of today, was thrown onto the injury report, which I do find interesting. And that's the Giants versus Houston. Oh, no, we were right that they were going to break Damian Pierce. I didn't want to be right about that. Well, so let me let me look at the the news because I saw it on. That's literally what we said was going to happen is Damian Pierce is going to be injured at the end of the game last week. Yeah. Damian Pierce was added to the injury report with a I chest. I thought we were going to be wrong. And shoulder in, uh, issue and was limited. Today. Oh. So that, that's that where, so that's where I went. Let me go with the giants here. Cause I think they'll, they'll also get the sacks. Um, because I'm thinking G-Man. But honestly, if if it wasn't for that news, I probably would have picked Dallas as well. Dallas's defense has been nasty this year. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for waiver? Uh, let's go. Yeah, let's go waiver. Who you got for waiver? So I'm running this one back because people didn't give him enough respect, and I'm incredibly excited about him. That's Kate Oton. I I love the pick. I love love for love Kate the Otten, pick. Whatever it is. Well, yeah, whatever it is, I love the pick. Like, I would have picked him as well, but as soon as I saw he was in yours, I was like, I'm going to let you have this one. Thank you. But, no, I think that's a fantastic choice, honestly. Um, he's literally just been... I mean, Cameron Bray has that... There's some serious injury issues there, which I hope he's recovering from, but I think he's developing pretty yeah. nicely under... Um, uh, under Brady, under the offense, and he looked Pop, the most Papa comfortable. Tom. Yep, Papa Tom. And he looked the most comfortable uh, last week. Well, yeah, I'm sure like Tom holds him in the locker room and he's like, I can't be with my children, so you'll be my child. Oh, my. And then like Gronk's, Gronk, <laughs> Gronk is in the background. That's just awful. like absolutely like shotgunning a beer. And then kids like, is it going to be okay, Tom? Uncle, Anyways. yeah, Uncle Gronk's around the corner. Yeah. Oh my! Goodness. Just being just Gronk activities. Yeah, and he's trying to tell you to get on USAA. Uh, oh boy! So am I available for a membership? Mm-hmm. It's like I can't get it. I, why is he allowed in here? I know. What? What? Um. So that's just weird marketing, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, Ryan's waiver pickup, uh, someone is the running mate of DJ Moore. Terrence Marshall. Similar to his, uh, yeah. Flex. Yeah. Terrence Marshall. Uh, I don't like that one. I'm not a big fan on that one. I think he's a good stash. I think he needs one more week before we go. Okay. This is legit. But even then, I think Atlanta's coming back. I, I think Atlanta's coming back for vengeance after this last week. I mean, personally, for me, I think Terrence Marshall is a matchup-based waiver, and so I don't think he is a let's just start. And Atlanta's a grudge match. Well, at- Atlanta. I mean, obviously they lost last week, but also, if you, if it was if if it wasn't for the miracle of the hail mary, 
And if it wasn't for just a complete meltdown by the Atlanta offense in the fourth quarter, I don't well, think we're talking about I mean, if it about... wasn't for three big blunders. Yeah. If it wasn't for three big blunders, which is Koo missing a field goal, um, Taquan Graham fumbling the football, and Drake London fumbling the football. Yeah, and that's that's where it's like, if that doesn't happen, I don't think we're talking about this game like much. Oh, no, because they would have just whooped their tail. Yeah, exactly. So um, so I'm going to talk my waiver pick, and that is Cole Komet. Uh, Cole Komet has been getting mm. – he's been probably one of the biggest beneficiaries of this uh, offensive switch up by the Bears. Um, and you, he had the really good game. I wouldn't expect that game uh, to happen no. all the time uh, with the Bears offense, but he is getting a lot of consistent – uh, he looks alive. He's breathing. He has a pulse. Yes, he does have a pulse. And so but I go with Cole Komet as a good tight end option. Because a lot of people That's, already picked we, up light. Well, we got bus sleeper and lock and then we can do whatever we want because we run our, this our segment. Yeah. So Ethan, we have a t-shirt contest. Oh, oh, we have a t-shirt contest. Yeah, we have a wet t-shirt contest. No one told me? Uh, don't worry, Ashley's coming later. Oh my, no. No, 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 no. You have just made this... Why, Ethan? Why? We, we planned it out. We said we wanted to do something special since Ryan's not going to be here. So me and you were going to do a wet t-shirt contest. <sighs> I'm going to wear the church regalia. <laughs> you can wear your, uh, I don't know what you want to wear, but. No, sorry. I have, I have had this fly circling around me and I am just trying to swat it away. You probably see it in camera. It's like, bzzz. <laughs> this is why. Anyways, bust sleeper lock. Josh, who's yeah, the let's best? Go. All right, bust. Gabe Davis. Uh, it's, here's the thing, like. I am okay. ner- I am nervous about this Josh Allen elbow thing. That like it's legit scaring me. And even then, Gabe Davis is so volatile that I am just like, uh, what do we do here? Okay. Who is your bust? Uh, I've got a three and one, uh, which is the Carolina Panthers quarterback room. So Dwight Schrute, PJ Walker, and Baker Mayfield. Doesn't matter which one of them playing, it's going to be a bust. Ah, uh, I see that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, Ryan's. Uh, let's see. His bust is Monty uh, David Montgomery David versus Montgomery. Detroit. And I like that pick because it is Khalil Herbert time. I don't know. They're just trading back and forth. It doesn't make any sense. Like Monty has a good week. Khalil has a good week. Monty has a good week. Khalil has two good weeks. Monty has like a good three weeks and then it's Khalil for another like two weeks and then it's Monty for one and then Khalil again and then Monty for another. Yeah, the issue is that it's been a it's been a timeshare and most likely like you just kind of have to cut bait and hope someone hopes Montgomery takes it over again. Like he's definitely a trade away candidate for me. All right, so let's go with Ryan Sleeper as the next one. He has um, Alan Lazard versus Dallas, and I don't like this pick. 
Yeah, I'm not a fan personally. Not because I mean, personally. Me, yeah, personally. And the only reason why is because there's just no one else on offense. Like, and yeah. now you're going to tell me that Trevon, that he's going to beat Trevon Diggs a couple times. I guess so, but the the issue is that so I mean, he much is, is, he is a, yeah. so like one like Trevon Diggs, it like he loves playing against this type of receiver, and right. because he really doesn't have to, like he can sit and wait and react. On top of that, thank you for saying it exactly like that because that's exactly how I taught my kids all year. Oh really? Said you don't you don't think you react. You are now a mirror, not a man. And that's yeah. what I've preached to them all season. Dude, that's okay. So I want that usually we have like a big question like after this, but I want to talk to you about like just coaching. Cause I because I do find things I, I find a couple things interesting. Um so uh but but first, who is your sleeper? Um my sleeper is Isaiah likely. Could uh actually that's a terrible pick. That's okay. You you can think that, but I'm going with likely. See, he, so I want to bring this up because I almost brought him up in waivers, but it's because of the Tampa game is where I think he got rostered already. But I guess he is a sleeper for the fact that you are going to pick him up on his bye week. Oh crap! <laughs> Not again, Ethan. But next this is going to be consistent. I'll let you have this pick next week because they play Carolina next week. All right. Well, I want to just throw something else out there then. Pick someone from your dream lineup. <laughs> from my dream lineup. Yeah, mine as well. Uh, no, actually, I'll, I'll I'll swap it. I'm gonna go with Fields. I think he's a sleeper because I don't yeah. think it's consistent yet. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. My uh, sleeper is Mooney. So I'm, we're kind of on the same path there. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, your lock is. The uh, the quads. Yeah, that's a good that's a good good call. I, I like that pick for you. Um, I trust one thing. It's going to be Saquon Barkley's quads. Yep. And then I believe Ryan's lock. Actually, I have to look this up because he te- he put the wrong one in. Oh, Diggs is his uh, is his lock, which I like that pick. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Because no matter what, I think Diggs gets targeted. That's been the one change. Um, that's been the one change that I think has been uh, between Dable and uh, and Ken Dorsey. And then my lock is going to be Tyreek Hill. Just gotta keep going with it. Okay. Uh, so the big question I want to bring this up to you, uh, bring it up here was, and there was a, there's another one that I said on uh, our our injuries uh, episode for last week, but I'm going to bring that up when all three of us are here. But the value of coaching, I think, within fantasy football has kind of never been so relevant this year, especially regarding like the whole Jeff Saturday news, and so like. First, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about within the NFL, but I, I kind of you being the coach, I kind of want to get into your headspace on what are your main 
philosophies for coaching players not not and we'll get into specific for db maybe a little bit but like what is your main goal when it comes to like coaching yeah so i mean it depends on what level you're at so um at the high school level philosophy is i have to take a really complex idea and make it simple enough to get them to do it and not realize that they're doing it. And then at the college level, it's getting them comfortable with understanding the complexity of what they're doing. And then the NFL is more now granted, I haven't coached at the NFL level, but what I would assume the next step in that process would be is throwing a wrench into the complexity and then developing like specific plays and markings and like an understanding of the field to where like now you're taking like all these complex techniques and movements and uh, plays and then you're combining them into, you know, marking it yard by yard. And then like, you know, you're rolling over the entire field or you're going on like a crazy blitz or like you're understanding a little bit better, like the matchup that you're in. Because high school and college isn't so much about matchups of like, look at the guy you're playing and then, you know, memorize everything that he does. Cause they're not professionals. That's a very professional thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just about taking that extra step in the complexity. And I'll, I'll even say it. Yeah. I think that's a great way of putting it. Cause even in college, like I'll, I'll speak from it as a college football play as a, from a college player experience, it was very much like, all right, this is what they like to do. These are, uh, and like, these are their kind of like, not necessarily their rules, but like, this is what they like to do pretty much. And then, and then usually with, and granted this was NAIA. So I think a lot of it is across the board, but you'll see their, their coaching is across the, like just across the board. It's the same for all five linemen. Uh, right. And so, uh, and that, and that just comes, I, I played D line in college. So just kind of to let our audio listeners out there know. Um, but yeah, I totally think it's like high school is like, is introducing the idea and then college is adding a little bit of complexity to the idea. And then you're adding everything when it comes to the NFL. And I, yeah. Th- Cause, and, and this is, this is kind of what I was talking to um some of my friends and and like my family about because i was i was a little worried about stepping into like this rebuilding program because i watched them last year and i'm like this secondary is terrible like this is this is the weakness of this team is the secondary and so like i i was literally in in the house with my parents like walking through the movements i wanted them to do and i was almost lining it up in my head of what I wanted them to do. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. How am I able to not just coach this to them and explain it to them, but then go out and show them what it is I want them to do so that they can, you know, understand. So I was literally like lined up in my house, like running through the movements and explaining like to my family and friends the position until I felt like, they had an understanding of what I wanted them to know. And like that, that complex idea. And if they can get it, the kids can get it. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's a, again, a a really 
good way of putting at it. But really, I think this like the reason why I wanted to ask this question and especially just looking through your eyes on it is because I think there has been subtly some really big coaching changes within the NFL that has completely mm-hmm. impacted fantasy. And I mean, we can go on the X's and O's level, but I just think I just like, th- for example, I think of the Geno Smith rough situation and you, and you literally look at one quarterback who appears to have not taken instruction and one quarterback who has. And when you go from explaining to the idea, a little bit of complexity and then everything on top. And I think that's why Geno Smith has been like so successful this year. And, or and if you want to go in X's and O's and like how uh, Brian Dayball was okay with letting Diggs almost get like schemed for, and then he work on everyone else. Whereas Ken Dorsey has really made right. scheme, uh, really made Diggs the main guy. And right. so, and then we we really look at it um, from. I really want to kind of ask you this perspective because I I do want to ask you who do you think is coach of the year right now. Or who do you think has done the best Dabble. coaching job? You think Dabble has? Oh, actually, no. I think it's it's a it's a close horse race between Dabble and Arthur Smith. I think. So, I would love to put Arthur Smith, but I think there's a few above him that I'm more impressed with. I'm really impressed with uh, Pete Carroll, to be quite honest with you. I'm really impressed with Dabble, mm. and I'm really impressed with Mike McDaniel. Okay. Uh, those have been my top three because I because I get I get the Arthur Smith idea because you're dealing with a lot of young players like Kyle no, Kyle Pitts especially probably the Drake second London. worst roster in the NFL. Ah, uh, I don't know if I say second. And then look worst. how he's used it, but but look but how bottom he's used ten. It. I will say coming into the season because coming into the season nobody believed in this team. Yeah. Because what what did you have? What did you have on the Falcons until they showed up and started playing? Because now your perception is warped because of how well coached they are. But coming into the season, they were supposed to be worse than the Houston Texans. Yeah, they 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 really were. And I think definitely through coaching, like I think I think the only reason we're talking about Algier and even Caleb Huntley is just how not only committed to the run, but just the creative little intricacies that Arthur Smith has done. Um, like there's, there was one play, um, uh, the Pat McAfee and then AQ Shipley, um, when it, like every two, I think Tuesday that they do talk about O-line and the one that I was so impressed with is where they completely did a counter and they, they had the o- one, I think it was the center. He faked the zone step and then pulled. And I'm like, okay, that's those tiny in- like intricacies that I'm like, okay, that is like super simple but that's like almost like that's adding on top of the complexity adding on things that you already know yep and then yep which is where the nfl comes into play yeah which is definitely where the nfl comes into play but that's why i love what mcdaniel did because like if you really want to think about the whole like Tua, right he had i believe he had chan gailey his first year i don't remember who he had his uh last year and then this year has Mike Vidal. He has had a different coordinator, a different play caller every single season. And I think I think literally like I think that's a lot for a uh, 
for a young quarterback to deal with. Like it's perfect. It, it, you have to be in a perfect situation to have like a coordinator stay there, like at the beginning for four years. And I think what McDaniel's been able to do, not only make it understandable of for uh for Tua to just kind of understand, all right, this is our offense. This is what we like to do. Here are the reads I like you to do. So not only learning that new offense, but also giving the confidence to, for Tua to have the decisiveness that, that he has and basically prove Tua non right. Like I think that's extremely what uh, like good coaching there, because right. I personally think he was one bad coordinator away from where we're talking about like like a baker like a like darnold like someone that well darnold was because of adam gase but like where baker had it where baker oh carson wentz is the perfect example where they can't unlearn some bad habits that they made because there were so many changes within schemes and right. so that's that's why i give mike mcdaniel the credit there and with that i think that's the episode i think we could close I so thank you again for everyone for listening to the Last Place Fantasy Podcast. And I, I believe this is episode sixty-two. I, I believe is something like that. It is crazy how um just how how much this season has been, but it's also been a fun one. Uh, so don't forget hit us up through our socials what uh what at Last Place FP, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook. Any lineup advice, trade offers, waiver advice, we're here to try to kind of just let you pick our brains because uh, we kind of do that for each other again. So, like, that's something that we uh, that we want to give to you guys as well. Don't forget to like and subscribe th- uh, this video and then check out some of the other ones where, hey, we, we've we been pretty good on, on uh, some of our uh, previous episodes or just call us out on, uh, on certain takes. Um, Josh! Okay. Yeah, no, no, there's there's a few. Ethan and I before recording were talking about some that we were like, ooh, we were a little too high on. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. 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 But more yeah. importantly, at, at least you're not one person in particular. So well, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're right. Alrighty, everybody, and we will see y'all next time. We'll see you next time. For news and injuries.